It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. Turning our eyes to eternity and like, yeah, it's unknown, but Mm -hmm. it opens that perspective of like, this is the reality that we're professing that this child is now being welcomed into eternal life. It's time for Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia Henneberry from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Wake up! Sister Ignatia, when's the last time you rode a bicycle? Wow. Um, a long time. Do you have one at the convent? I mean, there. I think there's bikes. People oh, have them. You think I, there are. I think <laughs> So that tells you how long it's been yeah. since I've actually ridden one. Um, maybe a stationary bike. Maybe okay. I, ro- I rode... Or uh-huh. did, would you ride a stationary <laughs> bike? <laughs> You're not really going anywhere. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. Wow. I just feel like there's something about a religious sister in a habit on a bike with some big old handlebars yeah. and a bell. Streamers? Streamers would be great. I yeah. wasn't a hope for it, but you know, a basket maybe. Oh, yeah, I mean, because we have to carry, you know, our Bible and stuff but with us. Brevery? Do you carry a brevery? Um, it depends. I mean, when I'm traveling, the iBrevery app is very helpful. Sure, sure. But also when I'm traveling, I would like to not look at my phone anymore, uh-huh. too. So then I, I like to bring my breviary with me because, yeah. Because you do the whole office? We do Christian prayer as a community. Okay. So, But a lot of our sisters have the four volume, but we don't pray that as a community. Okay. Yeah. Three times a day that you? Yes. Yeah. We prayer? pray morning prayer, evening prayer, and then night prayer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's unrelated to what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I mean... It's just a getting to know you a little bit. Uh, The topic for today is miscarriage. Yes. Which is something that, unfortunately, many couples deal with. Yeah. Uh, Myself, my my wife and I, our first child was a miscarriage. And I think in some ways, we don't talk about it a lot. Yeah. But in other ways... I feel like we're talking about a lot more than we used to. Put like gear, yeah, 20, totally. 30 yeah. years ago, it wasn't something that people talked about. But even now, I think a lot of times there's so many doctors that would just say it's not a big deal. Specifically, they, they'll say that it's not something to worry about until you've had three. And, and the Catholic doctors th- that I know, my wife included, would say like, no, one is one too many. If there's something that we can do now, right. there's not always something that you can do about it. But if there's something that we can yeah. do, if there's you know, some low hormone levels or whatever, like we want to, to try it right, and to look into it yeah, and do it as soon as possible and not yeah. wait until you've had to go through this multiple times. And so one, I guess, <laughs> I encourage you if, if a doctor says that to you, like, oh, this isn't a big deal, two more times and then we'll look into it, find a new doctor. Yeah, there's, yeah. Um, <laughs> but when you were telling your mom's story about having an abortion and then kind of realizing, oh, I've got this other child mm-hmm. that is not here on earth, right. but soul still yeah. exists yeah. in heaven. You know, didn't do anything wrong, so we assume they're in heaven. So many, I think, couples, uh, men and women, realize also that if they've had a miscarriage, mm-hmm. they also have yeah. a child. And, you know, I think a lot of times we're encouraged, like you said, name the child. Mm-hmm. And I know some people will say, you know, how many kids do you have? They'll say, well, you know, four on earth and yeah. two in heaven. Or I think sometimes I've never been one to do that. I think initially I kind of was 
thinking I should say that, but sometimes it puts people in an awkward situation. You're like, like, oh no, what oh, should I say? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. But I understand the idea of like keeping this as a forefront of your mind. Like, no, there is another child that we, yeah. we had, and maybe we never got to see it alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we never got to see it at all. Yeah. A lot of times, especially early on, you might not even realize that you had a miscarriage mm-hmm. until it's already passed. Mm-hmm. But can be something that people really struggle with and do so privately. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. a lot of times, um, maybe whether you're blaming yourself, was it something I did, or, you know, something I ate, something, all of that can kind of build up into uh, a depression and anger and anger mm-hmm. at God, anger at yourself, whatever it would be, mm-hmm. and not really dealt with mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think sometimes like you mentioned like the usual maybe responses that are given of like, yeah, that it's somehow like a normal thing or, but again, like for the couple that experiences that, that's not normal Mm -hmm. or, you know, like that's not how it should be. And the fact that that is a person from conception, then we've, yeah, just lost a child. So even like, no matter how like, normal someone wants to tell you losing a child is not normal um mm-hmm. isn't a normal experience or um, it may be common but it's not right. normal yeah that's a good yeah distinction of words um so i actually had a question i mean okay yeah you said like so yeah it's being talked about more mm-hmm. but i think a certain element of it is still very almost like isolating you know like the couple that experiences it maybe they have like another, an older couple to go and reach out to and talk to Mm -hmm. a parish priest or whatever. But I would also imagine that experience can also be even like isolating within the marriage even, or like, I don't know if like it's, you experience this together, but even like the wife obviously has like a very different experience of of a miscarriage. So being able to like, yeah, what each spouse needs is to like, yeah, the healing together, but also like, yeah, how to work through that. Well, and I think, I think there's some statistic about if you have a child that dies at a young age, mm. the family is so much more likely to get a divorce. The parents wow. are more likely to get a divorce just because it, it creates such a hardship and can be a wedge. And I think probably the same with miscarriage that with any kind of tragedy, it could potentially bring you together mm-hmm. or push you apart, yeah. kind of depending on how it's handled. I think for my wife and I, it brought us together. Mm-hmm. I think it was something that we mourned mm-hmm. and we cried, mm-hmm. but also we were there for each other. Yeah. I wasn't blaming her by any means. Yeah. She wasn't blaming me. Um, we just realized that this was a natural thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Again, not normal. Right. Not a good thing that happened. And something that we then got help for, like mm-hmm. talk to a Catholic doctor <laughs> who, who cared about it and said, well, let's try this and this and this. And then, went better the second time. And so I think sometimes we can look at a situation like this and I think we've talked about this a little bit earlier, but like why would God yeah. allow something like this? Like mm-hmm. why does, what, and, and maybe especially if somebody has been trying for a long time, yeah. not been able to get pregnant, finally get pregnant and then have a miscarriage or maybe multiple miscarriages. Yeah. It can be so disheartening and, and say, why, why was I given this hope? You know, we had made all these plans or whatever. It can be something that really challenges someone's faith. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think being able to have accompaniment through like all the stages of emotion of like, 
anger and a response of sadness, like all of those things are legitimate. Yeah, the couple doesn't need to be told, like be given any like canned responses, you know, of like Mm -hmm. the Lord has the plan, you know, or like, yeah, just like dealing with it, how how you have to deal with it. And like um, that, yeah, we can't blame God for our broken world Mm -hmm. and like the effects of our broken world. But yeah, at the end of the day, like, kind of stops with him like yeah yeah who else do we have to go to um so yeah um yeah but i I feel like it is encouraging to see like so many more either events or healing even like healing nights that are specifically for couples that are struggling with infertility Mm -hmm. or miscarriages um yeah i just find that like encouraging that the catholic church especially is like providing more avenues i guess um greater openness yeah, I guess that's like a, a step in the right direction. Um, so, And I think you mentioned kind of somebody saying something that's not helpful. God has a plan. Um, everything <laughs> happens for a reason or you know, whatever. Yeah. And I think I find myself you know, not knowing what to say when somebody shares with me that they've had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what to say. And I've gone through it how much harder is it for somebody to know what to say if you haven't gone through it, you know, I guess, you know, the one thing I turn to is I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm sad. I'm, I will pray for you. Mm -hmm. And is there anything that I can do? Like, Mm -hmm. can I specifically bringing meals? I think it's like something that you can do to help out when somebody goes through a a hard thing. Like, look, don't worry about (laughs) making dinner unless that's something that brings you some joy or something (laughs) like that. But like, just yeah. take care of yourself. Yeah. Some food for your family or whatever. But I think it can be hard mm-hmm. whenever you do share it with people yeah. and they have responses that aren't helpful. Yeah. And then that can kind of like shut you up. up. I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, no one can understand this, which I think we all should just realize like maybe we've had some more experiences, but that in no way means that you know exactly what that person feels. I mean, yes, this like level of um, empathy that you have or like sympathy, mm-hmm. like a shared feeling, but it's not necessarily equivalent of like, I know exactly what you're going through. Right. Because yeah, the automatic jump of like, Oh yes, my, my wife and I went through that or, you know, like, and this is how we dealt with it and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And it was a beautiful, pro- like whatever we grew closer, but the person like in front of that is like looking at you, like shut up. <laughs> like right. <laughs> I'm in it right now. Um, yeah. you don't know what I'm feeling or, you know, I don't know. It's just like, I think it's okay to acknowledge, especially like me. I've there's a lot of like life experiences that I don't have, uh-huh. so I feel very comfortable saying like I don't know what that, I can't imagine like what that feels like. I'm sorry. Like I feel like we should just be able to s- right. say that, admit that when it's just true. Like that, <laughs> that's good. I'm gonna put that in my back pocket because I always feel so awkward. I never know what to say in situations like that and like writing cards to people or, you know, going to a funeral home or something like that. <laughs> it just feels so awkward. Like, yeah. Hello. I'm praying for you. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, yeah. Parents who have lost kids. Like, yeah. What could I possibly say to you? Right. Nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. One thing I think we talked about whenever we were talking about why was my prayer not answered? Mm, you know, yeah. And we specifically mentioned like a, a young person who is ill and dies. And we prayed for a miracle and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think one thing that was brought up then that I think about in this situation too is our concept of time. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we think 96 years old is a full life. 
But in perspective of eternity, that's a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about like if a, a 16-year-old is dating a 22-year-old, you think, wow, that's a big age difference. Stop that. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's six years. If a 50-year-old marries a 56-year-old, you're like, oh, that's great. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Not a big deal. And mm-hmm. in a similar way, like we think it's such a big difference between somebody dying at uh, you know a couple weeks versus 96 years old. Yeah. But when it's in the perspective of eternity, that's, yeah. that difference is very small. Mm-hmm. And that realizing that somebody could have a full life mm-hmm. and serve a great purpose mm-hmm. and not even be born. Yeah. I think to me that gives me some kind of solace. Like the idea that somebody has to live to a certain age is kind of an expectation that we put on yeah. humanity. Yeah. And maybe God thinks differently. Maybe God mm-hmm. and, and obviously <laughs> I think God would like people to live long, <laughs> of course. Great spiritual holy lives. Yeah. But to say that he can't do great things mm-hmm. in a tragic situation. Yeah. Like, Be glorified. A, like the loss of yeah. an infant. I think that's an excellent question of like, perhaps God thinks differently. Right. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like, not to say everything happens for a reason, not to say that God wanted yeah. that to happen, but that God can bring good out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess there may be people currently struggling with this, or maybe somebody that has been dealing with this for 20, 30 years yeah. and still like abortion, even though it's a very different situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously nobody chose to have a, a miscarriage, but it's still the loss of a child Yeah, that maybe has never been mourned. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe there was blame involved. You, yeah. you blame yourself or you blame somebody else. Or I think that maybe finding some resources to help, what resources are there available for somebody that mm. is maybe thinking, oh, maybe I should talk to somebody about this. Mm. Each diocese, I think, has like is starting to have like an organized group or res- like mm-hmm. resource like center. The one in uh, Fort Wayne, South Bend, is called Grace. Uh-huh. So um, I think like through the diocesan website, can find that. And maybe yeah, your parish priest, your parish like there's going to be resources. I would even think like young couples. I mean, a lot of times in like the pre-canon process, there's like a, a mentoring couple mm-hmm. like. Yeah, like reach out to maybe that like older couple that's in your parish family. And mm-hmm. um, if that's like comfortable for you to like, yeah, to bring that up, who knows, like chances are they've experienced that in their own marriage and right. be able to help you. Also, like a good thing in our diocese, we have a lot of like inner healing opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a big area that especially our, our priests and our intercessors are aware of and do want to like minister to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be like a first step um, to going to a healing night or something like that. or asking for healing prayer, healing ministry and yeah, just opening that up to the Lord. Um, and that could be, I imagine physical healing or emotional healing. Yes. Yeah, for or, sure. Or spiritual healing. If there's, you know, anger at God or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The whole, the whole gamut. Yeah. The Lord wants to heal you yeah. completely. Yeah. And also I know several families that have done, a funeral for yeah. the child. Yeah. Uh, I know you mentioned naming mm-hmm. the child also with, within the context of if somebody's had an abortion, it's good to name your child, uh, but also with a miscarriage to, to name your child. And then if you're able to have a funeral service yeah. or, or something like that, um, talk to your parish priest about it mm-hmm. and 
it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always moved. I think most cemeteries have like a designated mm-hmm. place for either like infants and miscarriages. And yeah. yeah, I think that's like a moving testimony to uh, the dignity of life. And I think sometimes it can seem like it's prolonging the morning or that's just another mm-hmm. kind of thing I have to to get through and it seems so daunting. Mm. But I think it puts things in perspective that mm. there is a spiritual dimension to all yeah. of this. There is an mm. eternal life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sometimes we think of funeral homes as like Halloween kind of haunted houses, like <laughs> the place yeah. of the dead or something like that. Yeah. But to think of a funeral home and a funeral as a place to help people enter into eternal life. Yeah. Um, places of life and not of death. Yeah. And I think for those of us who like are able to like attend something, especially yeah, for like a funeral of a young child or turning our eyes to eternity and like, yeah, it's unknown, but Mm -hmm. it opens that perspective of like, this is the reality that we're professing that this child is now being welcomed into eternal life. Yeah. We mourn the the tragedy of not knowing this child or not seeing this child. Um, but that's not their experience (laughs) right now. What a gift like in our faith that we are able to like, yeah, have that vision. Yeah. So Ava's grace is a resource locally, I suppose, bereavement ministries or, Mm -hmm. or groups that might be meeting as well. Uh, Catholic funeral home, funeral home director, your priest. Mm -hmm. And then also, if this is something, if you haven't talked with a Catholic doctor about ways to avoid this in the future, uh, especially the NAPRO trained, Mm -hmm. um, they specifically have a way of measuring progesterone and things like that to see if if there's a deficiency Mm -hmm. that, you know, you could, I know there's, (laughs) there's like three different ways that you can get progesterone. Okay. Uh, I know a family friend she was maxing out on all three. Wow. And didn't have a miscarriage potentially because of that. Wow. Like she was, she was that low. And so, wow. Um, never know. Yeah. What help might be out there. Yeah. And and maybe it won't work. I'm not promising Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anything, but to not just be okay with somebody saying it's not a big deal. Yeah. It is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, It might be common. Mm -hmm. Not good. Not normal. Yeah. All right. Always good talking to you, Kyle. (laughs) Thank you, sister. It's always my pleasure. (laughs) If you'd like to find a guest or topic that we've covered, go to kylehyman.com and use the search bar. It's free. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.